All right, so think of how Tim's got to think of a off. song to create <laughs> here. I literally, dude, you, I feel very called out. I literally was just like, what song am I going to use for this? Do the cave theme. Maybe maybe I can somehow. Yeah, you know, in, in Majora's Mask, they had uh, like a remix of that song. If you walk into the Zora drummer's room, he's playing like on his drum set and like he does little cymbal things like to like make it sound like that song. I didn't know. Oh, really? I didn't know. Yeah, each no of the bandmates are playing classic Zelda songs. So, like the uh, organ player is playing the da do da 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 do da do da do da. You know, mm-hmm. like from the Save and Quit. Um, the bass player is playing a boom 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 boom. The Zelda one. That I game. knew. That I knew. Yeah. yeah, those two I knew. Yeah, I mean that's cool, right? that's the intro. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Uh, th- thank you for joining us for our conversation about uh, Zelda music. Um, it's always a favorite topic of mine. Uh, this is the Go Mode podcast. My name is Tim. I'm here with my co-hosts, Dante. Yo. And Herfy Durfy. Hello. And what we've decided to do today is a little bit different than your average sort of episode. Uh, we got together in voice. We were just kind of chatting and... Uh, we were getting the outline together and just sort of weren't feeling that today. And I think what we were feeling was more just talking as three friends and um, just kind of, you know, enjoying some conversation. And we thought maybe we would just turn the mics on and just kind of record us talking. We've got some topics to discuss and uh, we're just going to, we're just going to chat. And that's, that's what we're going to do today. Something a little bit different. We always like to, you know, shake it up every now and then. Um, that is not to say that there aren't things going on in the community. Uh, there is, you know, of course, the ALTTPR League uh, that is in brackets right now. There's been some pretty spicy matches. Uh, there's also been some uh, open teams that are kind of GMP MT alumni teams that are in the hunt to be promoted to invitational. Um, you know, Advent Calendar just wrapped up, German communities starting a tournament. Um, ladder season five is just kicked off there's a new glitch right now called the shake storage glitch that people are, are kind of discussing we'll probably come back and talk about all of that stuff in a couple weeks in the next episode um, but for right now we're just going to kind of askew all of that and and just just sort of chat um, do you guys have anything to add on this no yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward yeah, I was going to say, like, yeah. it's definitely going to be more beneficial next episode to talk about shake storage. There's going to be more, you know, info probably coming to light as well as like decisions, uh, I'll say as well of, you know, how things are going to get handled. So we'll uh, that's it, going to be like the nichest thing. So it's not that big a deal. Yeah, honestly, I haven't finished Advent Calendar yet. I've been slacking on the last few days, so I would rather talk about that when I've finished it because I've heard there's a. Uh, spoiler quick spoiler alert for Cal- advent calendar i heard there's a day 26 
um, yeah. sort of secret that shows up if you've done the others. And I, I want to experience that. I don't know anything other than the fact that it exists. So I would like to talk about that when I've actually played it, but I haven't got to it yet. Um, so, yeah, we're just going to kind of, you know, push all of that aside for a week. We'll come back and hit some of these topics. But for now, let's just uh, we, we really I mean, we honestly have no outline for this episode, which part of me is sort of feeling a little bit panicky about. <laughs> but I'm also, uh, you know, willing to give it a try and just have a conversation and just sort of sort of chat. Oh, so with that, let's um, let's let's get into it. So we do have some sort of prompts just to make sure that we're not just like, uh, what do we talk about? Um, so, so each of us sort of has a topic of, uh, you know, to, to springboard us, to get us going on, on a topic. Do, does either one of you want to go first or should I kick it off with mine? Well, I, I think, really liked your uh, suggestion at the start. So I think yours yeah. it would probably be a good starting off point for everything. Okay. So one thing that I've been wanting to talk about, but it didn't make sense to make its own episode about it or even really to just like bring it up, you know, during news or anything like that, is how connected Rando is with streaming. And we I've, you know, touched on it a little bit here and there throughout the episodes, but just to give kind of a brief um, recap explainer or whatever, uh, you know, if you want to race this game, you pretty much always need to be streaming it as a way to confirm that you are playing it, the information is new and fresh to you, and people can line up what you did with what someone else did and compare them and see, you know, who won, of course. So in order to participate in this community, it's like you need to be a streamer. And for me, and I think probably for a lot of people, they started streaming because they got into a link to the past randomizer. I didn't stream anything before ALTTPR, and now I stream roughly once a week, and then that got me into doing music streams, and, you know, I could stream other games if I wanted to. I, I don't really, which I guess is something else we can kind of talk about, but I wanted to just kind of had a, a general conversation about streaming and what it is like to be a streamer who has one, maybe two people watching them on a regular basis, <laughs> and the connection of playing this game a lot and also streaming a lot because of this game. Did either of you stream uh, significantly before ALTTPR was a part of your like gaming life? So for me, I'd say it was definitely not significantly. Uh, I was kind of used to the streaming environment in a way because I used to commentate a lot of StarCraft II matches back in the day. So I was used to, you know, watching a commentary stream or something along those lines and then being live on the air and stuff like that. But not really a lot of streaming myself. I very, very rarely stream myself playing StarCraft 2 or maybe, you know, playing an old adventure game or something for a friend. But never anything serious, never anything with like a layout or any care for anything. And definitely not on any sort of regular basis. Yeah, for myself. Okay, what about like, you, Dante? Yeah, like for myself, I mean, I, I started... So I started streaming, I guess, back, you know, with dance games. Like, I found a way to stream it. Um, uh, God, even a long time ago, there was a time where I wanted, you know, my yearly playthrough, as I've said before, of, like, Link to the Past, where I would just play vanilla. Uh, some some friend was like, I I'd watch you do that, because that game's really cool. And I, I actually streamed that one time. That VOD is, like, on YouTube somewhere. It ended up being a two-day <laughs> thing. Cause I couldn't finish the game. I think it took like six hours or something. It was pretty ridiculous, but, uh, but yeah, like I used to do that 
uh, or I did that once, I guess, but you know, dance games were a thing for a while and then streaming fell off. And then, I mean, there was one day I just decided, all right, I'm going to stream dance games again and see what happens. Uh, I mean, I had like 10 people watching because the dance game community is like pretty close knit. You'll see like a lot of times in those folks, uh, when someone starts streaming, like everyone rallies initially when they first start and then you know viewership falls off pretty quick because everybody's not going to watch that same person every day uh not Mm -hmm. not saying there's like a ton of dance game streamers but like especially with covid and stuff this year there's been more but yeah like that's that's what i did initially way before link to the past rando so i was already familiar when was that i started like regularly doing dance game streams probably 2017 yeah it was, okay. it was 2017, and it was actually like they announced that affiliate program in 2017. I had been streaming a few months, I think, when um, when they announced it. Like it was kind of cool. It like like added more motivation. I mean, honestly, what I was doing was I had to initially I was streaming to Facebook because I you know I had all my dance game friends on Facebook. We all you know used our personal profiles. Everybody knew each other's real name. Mm-hmm. Their, their game handle to, you know, to an extent. And that's what I used. But, you know, you'd see a ton of viewers, but it was a lot of people like popping in, popping out because of how Facebook system works. And then there was some time where I switched over and started doing Facebook and Twitch. Uh, and I was doing it manually instead of, you know, using like a restream service because I didn't want to pay for it. And at the time, I think you had to pay for the restream service if you wanted it to go to Facebook because of how like new their streaming platform was. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like it ended up just kind of migrating to Twitch, especially after the affiliate thing. Uh, it was, you know, it was fun. It, it gave motivation um, to like keep going in dance games, I guess. Which, I mean, to be honest, yeah. and this is a whole other rabbit trail we won't go down. Like lately with dance games, I've been struggling for motivation. Like it's uh, so, you know, the streams are always good for that, but sometimes they're not. But yeah, like initially it was like a huge bump and that's kind of, you know, I guess what got me back into like playing dance games competitive, you know, because there's been times where we did like stuff up and down as far as, uh, you know, how I think everybody goes through that. You go through like like cycles of like your interest level of how hard you want to go at something or a hobby and then it kind of dies sure. off a little bit and then it comes back a little later. So, you know, streaming, I think, helped with that. But yeah, we're I definitely was involved way before Rando. Um, to kind of springboard off of that, talking about streaming being a, a way to enforce accountability, um, do you think that knowing that people can see how you're playing makes you play better or makes you play more often? Um, what, what, what do you think the correlation is there? I don't really feel that way. That's kind of the difference, right? Is that like people can see you play now, you know? <clears throat> oh, yeah. And I don't really feel that way about dance games. And I think, or Link to the Past now, I think that's because I'm comfortable playing said games. Not mm-hmm. that I think I'm, you know, I, I, I'm speaking very candidly here. Like, not that I think I'm the best. I do think I'm good at both of them um, to an extent. So, like, I'm confident, in my, I'm confident in my own abilities for both. Uh, like, and mm-hmm. I think that's kind of a thing with streaming. You've got to be comfortable uh, I used to try and stream a little bit of Overwatch too, like when me and some mm. friends would play competitively. Dude, streaming Overwatch was like a complete nightmare for me because I was already like overly stressed about not letting my friends down because for some reason we cared about our SR rank so much in that game. Mm-hmm. 
And then eventually I was like, you know what? I'm done with this. Like I'm not, there's no point in streaming overwatch because it's already toxic enough. And, uh, I'm not, you know, a, a Tim, t- Tim, the Tatman or something like that on Twitch where, you know, or a, a moon moon where everyone's watching me specifically for this game. So, uh, you know, streaming Overwatch, like, I don't know why it, like, got me nervous, but it did, uh, for yeah. lack of better phrasing. And maybe, maybe like, initially I was that way with Link to the Past as well. I, I don't really recall. I, I know my first restream with streaming Link to the Past, like, knowing I was going to be on a speed gaming channel, that had me nervous, like, for the first uh-huh. time. So, you know, knowing that you're out there, it's like a, I guess it's a toss-up of kind of what you were saying it's knowing people are watching you and judging you potentially that can definitely play on your nerves i think it played on mine some but like it's actually honestly never played on my nerves for dance games and that's just because i mean in 2017 i had been playing for 13 years like the same game you know or the same genre so it's like i already you know i'd been through a ton of things i'd done a bunch of competitive tournaments which are in person where You've got more people than I've ever had on Twitch, like watching you live, you know, potentially uh, judging your movement and, you know, judging your score. So, yeah, it's like (laughs) it it was already, you know, natural as far as dance games go. But, yeah, Link to the Past and other games. Initially, there was some, you know, nerves of judgment. I want to ask both of you, what is the ideal situation when you are streaming like what are you hoping to get out of that uh, and let's say let's say you're not doing ALTTPR so I'll, I think I have a pretty good answer for that because I recently just spent the past three or so days streaming uh, my Snatcher playthrough uh, it's a mega CD game I don't want to get into the game itself too much but um, for for especially for that I it felt to me like it would be more fun if I had people with me, if that makes sense, it just felt like a game that would be more fun. Even if I had like a couple of people on my couch with me or something, you know, it would have been more fun. And, uh, it, that was my motivation for that was mainly to entertain people. I think I wanted to entertain people and experience this game for the first time with me. And it kind of worked out. And then I had like a couple of people watching shout outs to, uh, Oro and Jarrett both uh, podcast listeners and friends of the podcast, so to speak, uh, who were hanging around and enjoying the game with me. But that was mainly, you know, the first day I streamed it just because I thought, hey, this might be an interesting stream game and I haven't streamed in ages, let's try this. And then I felt kind of compelled to come back for the viewers, as stupid as that may sound, because I don't (laughs) think the number ever went above five, maybe, if even. Uh-huh. But it just kind of compelled me to be like, well, I want to play this game, but I don't want to advance the story and have all the people that I started this with miss out on it. And then when I come back tomorrow or something and they missed out on like the half of, that I was playing or something, uh, I would have felt bad about it. So that kind of is what kept me going with the stream on that one interesting speaking to, to see it through speaking of feeling bad that's like now you've just laid this huge huge guilt trip on me uh <laughs> just because like way back uh when link's awakening remake came out in what 2019 i about said last year but that's not really the case i i had already beaten it but i was like you know what i want to play it through on stream because mm-hmm. it's such a it was such a fun game and in one day i think i beat every dungeon except turtle rock in the final boss 
and then I never went back and streamed the rest of it. So like there was yeah, like maybe like all the people who are invested I know, like, in there was like, that game. How does the game end? Well, there's like <laughs> at least two or three people that were there for like the majority of it. Um, uh-huh. Like uh, I know uh, a good friend of my stream, Oren, uh, another dance game player as well. Like he was lurking and chatting some through that whole like debacle of me playing through Link's Awakening you know, acting like I knew what the game was like already and trying to, in some ways, feign a little bit of, uh, I guess, like a let's play environment. And I, mm-hmm. I'm bad yeah. at that. So uh, it was fun. I just I never finished it on stream. I had already <laughs> finished it, you know, you know, but like casually myself uh, yeah. with the, as far as the remake. But I, I now I feel terrible. I guess I should go back and be like all right well two years later we're gonna we're gonna finish this (laughs) well the thing is in the same vein kind of to go to bring it all kind of sort of back first of all this is oftentimes also what keeps me from uh, starting to stream a game like i'll have a game that i want to play through and i kind of feel like it would be fun to play it on stream even if nobody's watching me but just you know in case a couple people come around and have fun with me it's always more fun to have people on the couch and, you know, comment on whatever's happening in the game with you or listening to your stupid commentary or whatever it may be. So uh, I think it would be fun. But then I'm like, oh, but I don't want to stream every time I start this game. I want to come home from work and sit here and look like a, a lazy butt and, right. you know, don't care about my stream or thanking people who follow me or anything. I just want to play the game in peace. And yeah. that's oftentimes what keeps me from that. And to bring it back to Link to the Past and Randomizer especially, that is also often what keeps me from actively playing the game. I've had a ton of fun on the ladder and I've wanted to play more ladder since season three or something. But I I just, you know, even if I do feel like playing a seed, I don't feel like opening my tracker, opening my Streamlabs recent events thing because I don't want to miss a follow or a sub, opening OBS starting my stream, doing the whole spiel, setting my title, waiting for the ROM. You know, the whole thing that's around it, That's especially the streaming part of it, is like, I just want to play the game. Don't make me me do all that stuff. I Obviously, I understand why we need that and why it's required and why it wouldn't work any other way. But it's just, I just want to play the game. But then at the same time, I don't really ever sit down and play a seat by myself anymore because I... You know, with the ladder, at least there's a a little bit of a competitive aspect to it. Even if I don't care about my losses or wins, I'm racing against someone. I'm not just sitting here playing the game by myself for two hours. So that's my whole dilemma with Rando, really, and why I've kind of stopped playing it. Because playing it by myself kind of bores me. And the streaming requirement, as weird or as lazy as it may sound is honestly more often than not what keeps me from actively participating in anything render related i could no i could definitely see that and that's something i think again you know with alttpr being my first really my first real streaming experience it's intrinsically tied to it to where i associate alttpr with okay i need to get this window out i need Mm -hmm. to get that window i need to you know, make sure that I'm ready to be basically uh, on on a hot mic for an hour and 45 minutes, possibly longer. Mm -hmm. And, um, that's not the same as just like sitting down and playing the game. I've, I've resorted uh, a lot of times to doing a stream and just putting in the title, like no mic, no chat. Like Mm -hmm. I'm streaming because I have to, but I'm not here to entertain anybody. Mm -hmm. I'm not 
answering questions. I'm not being chatty. Like I'm yeah. listening to Spotify and like you, I'll let you hear what I can hear too. But like, I'm just here to play this game mm-hmm. and that's tough too. I, you know, and this is sort of unique to, to, I think the three of us, but like being a host of this podcast, I do feel sort of an obligation to be a host when somebody comes by the stream and to entertain and to make sure that I'm engaging with people. So it's always this weird kind of balance between do I just shut all of that off and focus on the game and sort of, you know, play in a, in a shell mm-hmm. or am I going to turn the webcam on and engage with people and read chat and answer questions and explain what I'm doing and, you know, actually provide, you know, try to make an entertaining stream. So Yeah, you, you touched on another interesting thing. That's another like big problem for me but it's uh, like an embarrassing problem because it's so stupid but the webcam thing too uh ever since i started streaming i've been streaming with a webcam just because a i had one and b i always thought for my personal taste i always think it's more like personable and nice and more homely to see who's talking to you instead of just hear mm-hmm. hearing a voice yeah. over the gameplay you know so now when I stream and I have like my little giraffe gif over my webcam, oftentimes people are like, hey, why is your webcam not on? And I'm like, ah, because I look like an asshole. <laughs> I just <laughs> got up. My hair is like all over the place. I have like huge rings under my eyes. I haven't showered yeah. in a week or something. You know, I look terrible. <laughs> I'm wearing the same shirt I wore in my last stream that was like four months ago. You know, stuff like that. And I'm like, I, I don't want to turn my cam on. I don't also, even want to be streaming. You're you're totally like me in that regard. Like a lot of times, especially in the morning, if I do like a boots or I say mm-hmm. boots, uh, but I mean like a ladder race. Uh, obviously, I got boots on the mind. Um, but if I do like a ladder <laughs> race in the morning, I totally don't turn my cam on. Like mm-hmm, exactly. I'll turn my mic on in case somebody shows up and I'll say, yo, yeah. what's up? But you know, if someone's if someone were to ask me, like, why don't you have your cam on? And I'm like, look, I'm sitting here either in the exact same thing I was wearing last night and mm-hmm. may may have done a ladder race or, you know, just <laughs> casually streamed because I literally yeah. put clothes on in case my camera turned on. And I don't want to be sitting here in my underwear. <laughs> yeah, and then exactly. get banned, yeah. You know, scare all of the people away from my channel for one <laughs> and two, you know, get like Twitch TOS banned or something because yeah. like, mm-hmm. you know, m- you know, something pops out on, you know, you don't want that. So <laughs> yeah, I totally, I totally get where you're coming from, but like, you know, it, it's, it's tough sometimes, I guess. Like I, I've seen a lot of streamers go through like, you know, Twitter meltdowns. You know, when I say streamers, mm-hmm. I mean people who have like a following, like the three of us. And honestly, most people who play rando, like I'd say the vast majority of people who play rando, do not have, you know, or play competitively, I should say, do not have like a following. And when I say a following, I mean like partner levels of Twitch viewership. So like consistently Mm -hmm. 75 plus, you know, Mm -hmm. I mean, really, there's like Andy and a big drop off and then a few other folks. Yeah. And there's a couple of people, but I, I I think you'd be hard pressed to find more than 10 that have a consistent viewership of like, say around a hundred or 200 people. Yeah. And then, you know, it's like at that point, I don't feel too guilty. I feel guilty for the people who, you know, are there and loyal and like, hey, like, you know, I'm your friend. I want to support you and I'm interested in the game you're playing. But at the same time, I'm not like I don't feel too bad if I'm not like, you know, I don't have my hair did and I don't have my cam on (laughs) and I'm cracking the best jokes that I've, you know, ever cracked before. Like, you know, it's just sometimes I'm here to play the game. 
to, to, to like elaborate, I'm kind of backtracking to something you said initially about getting your title right. So mm-hmm. when I played my last, uh, in the last league series, uh, you know, with the league, it's like a lot of people put up their title, you know, league grace, you know, 10 minute delay, no mic, no cam, emote only chat, mm-hmm. stuff mm-hmm. like that. And I mean, I, I'm, I'm guilty of that. And then it's like, okay, well, if you're not going to use a cam, a lot of people put up, hey, watch the restream at this channel. And then you're sending yeah. like the four or five viewers you have to speed gaming instead of you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and that's that's fine. You know, it's, it's, it's yeah. so much easier to watch a restream than it is to watch a multi. But, you know, that's another topic. But what I'm saying is that the day I had to play Andy, uh, I actually mm-hmm. my title, I, I never turned on emote only. Um, <laughs> I had my delay. I made sure that was set. I was just so focused on like actually just playing my game. Like, cause I had to play a match and if we lost, we were out. Like mm-hmm. that was like a team thing. So I, my, my like actual VOD just says casual boots, ladder, uh, MSU testing. Like that was the last thing I had streamed where I actually <laughs> updated my title. And so like yeah. I got done and I'm like, where's my, where's my dashboard tab? And I didn't even have it up. And so like I opened yeah. it up and I see like 15 messages in there from someone like, Hey, I hope you have a good race. I, I decided to give you a follow. And I'm like, Whoa, oh, like I forgot to do all this stuff. Like, <laughs> oh, dang it. But yeah, it was... and that's the thing uh, to, to quickly get back to what you said before that about, you know, I don't care that much either about, you know, if I have my hair did or if my jokes are super great. But I feel like with the low number of viewers that we usually get, and I'd say you're probably five times as successful as I am if you're going by pure viewer numbers. So I get like t- two and you get like 10. Yeah, if but, I see double digits, I feel like I've made it, you know? Like <laughs> I think I like think for, anybody would to like Yeah, to definitely. I'm happy if I have 10 people, dude. If 10 people watch my stream, I'm elated. Absolutely. I would get nervous if I had 10 people watching <laughs> me. Yeah. The thing is, uh if I only have say 3 people in my chat and like especially I don't want to like call anyone out or make anyone feel weird, but it was just such a recent example. Uh, I'll, I'll not name him any further. You can rewind and find out if you really care that much. But the person that uh, was in my chat, apart from Oro, who came in, uh, we never interacted before. Uh, they said they, you know, know me from the podcast and they saw that I was streaming. So they decided to check in and they were there for a long time and we chatted and they subbed to me and they came back the next day and the day after to finish the game with me. And I feel like this super massive obligation to not be a shitter to that guy and to <laughs> like interact with them and be friendly and be palatable. And if I turn off my cam and like, you know, don't talk to chat for 10 minutes because something's coming up, I feel awful. If I had 100 or 200 viewers, I wouldn't give a crap about a single person, you know, because then they're just like this mass like this amorphous blob of viewers where you can't even follow a single one anymore. I've seen a a very interesting YouTube video about that. I'm going like way off topic now. I'm sorry, but I've seen an interesting YouTube uh, video about this a while ago about uh, big streamers and, you know, the, their parasocial interactions and stuff like that. And they were all saying, essentially they were all saying, uh, I'm not your friend. I don't know you. I don't love you. I don't like you because I don't know you. You're one yeah. of like 10,000 messages scrolling past my screen in a second. I have no idea who you are. 
And, you know, at that point, I can see not really giving too much of a crap anymore because it's just kind of working <laughs> itself out. But with like four people in my chat, I feel like I have to be the best entertainer in the world because if they leave and never come back, I'm never going to get those 10 viewers, man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, And well, it's not like, you know, I've long given up the dream of actually making any sort of money on Twitch. I think in my whole streaming career, which spans, I'd have to look when I made my Twitch account, but it was like 2012, maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I want to ask, and I think you're you're kind of getting to this basically, but I yeah. want to ask one question for us to each answer, and then maybe we can sort of wrap this okay. this up and, and move on to another subject. Sure. What is your motivation for streaming? Okay. Uh, <laughs> well, for me, it used to be... Well, I I don't think I've ever really had that dream or that motivation of where I was like, all right, listen, tomorrow I'm going to set everything up and I'm going to start streaming every day and I'm going to make it. And one day in a year or in two or in five, I'm going to be a full-time streamer and I'm going to be able to quit my job and uh, I can, you know, I can just do whatever I want all day and earn a ton of money. That was never my motivation because I thought that was extremely unrealistic to hope for that. But there was definitely a little part of me that was like, what if it does happen? What if for some reason you suddenly blow up like crazy for, I don't even know what reason that could be, especially with how interesting I am. But, Just because you know, you're consistent. Like sometimes that's yeah, a thing. Probably. I mean, consistency is probably the number one thing that you need to follow. And I'm awful at that because, you know, I can't even motivate myself to stream a two hour ladder match without a cam or anything where I would (laughs) theoretically just have to stream the gameplay and nothing else. But even that's too much for me. So consistency is not my thing. I think what I would like is to have a bigger audience, but only because I like being entertaining. I think that comes a lot from how I started out with the StarCraft II comms that I was talking about earlier on. I always enjoyed, you know, having a crowd listen to me and finding what I say either interesting or entertaining or optimally both of them at the same time. <laughs> yeah. I mean, honestly, so I like, think, go ahead. I, I, I think just to answer the question real quick with one word, I think my motivation, even if it might sound a little vain, would probably be popularity. That yeah, makes sense. Everybody, that's, and that's perfectly valid. Yeah, yeah you'd want to be personable. Like you, you mentioned yeah. the StarCraft comms, and I mean, I know you don't do it a whole lot now. Like your link to the past comms are good. You know, if mm-hmm. anybody was at Speed Gaming Live or watched the 2019 one, not the 2020 one, uh, you know, Herf <laughs> did comms for that, and they were phenomenal. You know, and being with a camera on you too, you know, having that, you know, you you require yourself to have a webcam on basically. Like you're already used to it. Um, yeah. Talking about consistency, I mean, there's a there's a streamer that I I don't watch him that much anymore, um, but like uh, I think his Twitch handle is like Tushi, like he's a Twitch partner. Uh, I found mm-hmm. out about him because he was like I used to watch Fire Dragon like a long time ago, uh, and mm-hmm. he, Fire Dragon Fire Dragon is a a, a Twitch streamer as well. Um, he okay. used to speed run. I don't know if he still really does. I think he's more into like Fall Guys now, but. Um, he used to speedrun Luigi's Mansion. So, like, before okay. I started playing Rando, I watched speedruns online. Like, I was, um, you know, I like speedrunning. I like watching that. And that was kind of one of the things that made me want to stream more. But I knew I wasn't good, you know, initially. But, uh, like, this Tushi guy, like, he streams, like, every day. At least 30 minutes. So, like, mm-hmm. I, I just pulled up his Twitch channel. 
like right now. And he's on daily consecutive stream number 2,777. Wow. And oh, wow. like his, his, his requirement, like he said one time when I watched him, like his requirement was it had to be 30 minutes, like mm-hmm. minimum. And sometimes like if he was at GDQ, like it would be a stream from a phone, like an IRL stream, and it would only be like 30 minutes. But still though, like that's that, you know, you were talking about not having that dedication. This, you know, obviously this guy's got it, but like that's, that's not everybody. Everybody can't do that. Right. You know, we can't do mm-hmm. that with yeah, Brando that's over either. seven and a half years, by the way. Oh, wow. That's crazy. Yeah. That's my thing is with that. I feel like if I start, I've sometimes done that where I start my stream for half an hour and then I'm like, hey, I'm kind of done. It feels kind of crappy, to be honest, for me personally. I don't know if that's yeah. a general problem, but it feels kind of weird. I'm the same way. Uh, with dance games, I try to go two hours and then, mm-hmm. like, sometimes I just I, I get tilted. Or whatever, and it's like you know what, guys, I'm done. Like I'm sorry, but I'm mm-hmm. done. Like the last few dance game sessions have been like that. You know, back yeah. to Tim's original question. You know that you answered about what's your motivation for streaming. Mm-hmm. I guess I, I like sharing things I enjoy with people. So you know, I I really enjoyed playing through Doom Eternal. I still haven't played the DLC. Like I streamed that just because I really enjoyed that game. Um. And I, I enjoy that franchise, I guess I should say. Like, I enjoy dance games. I enjoy Randomizer. And I enjoy Vanilla, Link to the Past. But, you know, I guess not as much as Rando now, if, if I'm being 100% honest. But it, it's kind of like, I like sharing things with folks. Like, my wife's accused me of this sometimes, of trying to be a people pleaser. Mm-hmm. So... Mm. Like when people, like when I I would have people at my house, like when we built the garage, you know, if you've ever watched one of my dance game streams, it's in the garage. So there's this 24 by 24 foot by 36 foot garage out there. It, I initially said it wasn't for cars, even though we have one in it, but like we would move the car out or move stuff around, set up tables and I'd get my IRL friends over and we'd have like a huge land party like two or three times a year. And it was Mm -hmm. super fun, but you know, obviously that's kind of fell off and it, it's like, I don't even know where I was going with all this, but yeah, like I'm over, I'm overly hospitable sometimes, or at least I try to be. And I feel like I do that with streaming too. The difference is, and you were talking about like pleasing those one or two people who come in. Yeah. There's a difference in my opinion of not letting someone down, you know, being social with them yet. Mm-hmm not pandering to them so like yeah definitely and and when i feel like pandering can be obviously a third party can judge that in their own mind and they can call somebody pandering i've done it Uh, i mean i've called people that but Mm -hmm. at the same time it's like what are you comfortable doing so if you're comfortable doing it great like that's fine but the one person who was there with you you know they're not super you're not super obligated to them and if you feel that way then my personal opinion would be kind of like are you pandering to them like are you doing it just for them or are you doing it for you if you're having fun then great that's what's important like that's that's mm-hmm. what i think the key with streaming is like everybody especially with rando i feel like you know we've seen a big affiliate pushes they and i fell to this too okay so Everyone, when people like push for affiliate and they get it and they get a sub button and they get an emote, 
they think I'm on my way to making it as a Twitch streamer. Yeah, a lot and of times. Mm-hmm. I, I even thought that for a bit. And the, the the healthiest thing I ever did mentally with that was, yo, this is so cool because I've got two emotes that I can use that nobody else can use because no one's going to pay me $10 or $25 a month for the tier two and the tier three emotes. Cause people are like, yeah. well, I've had a couple people ask, why don't you make better ones? And I'm like, I like this. This is why I did it. No one else is going to use it. <laughs> so yeah. Um, yeah, that's kind of my, my take with that is like, you know, as long as you're having fun with it, that's my motivation. I, I guess I should say that yeah, and getting motivation for sure. from other people, but I, yeah yeah go ahead i was just gonna say i i I definitely uh the fun part for yourself is definitely more important and you know i I think you put it really well when you said don't pander to people don't do it for them do it for yourself and if they're having fun too it's the nice bonus so to speak but yeah uh i wouldn't have done it if i didn't feel like it or if it wasn't fun to stream it it's just I, I was more like trying to say if I have low viewer numbers, I'm I feel more obligated to please them and be personable to the viewers than when I have I assume when I have higher or if I ever have higher viewer numbers, when it's just a big mass of people, it's gonna be harder to feel that oh, it personally be, yeah. connected with your people, you know? Yeah, for sure. And yeah. that's the people, you know, obviously you know, people talk about saving money. I mean, you got to save a penny before you can save a dollar, you know, that the, whatever the adage is, you know, but mm-hmm. it's like, I feel like that's the same way with Twitch viewership. If you're trying to build it, it's like, do, do you want to put the effort in? If yes, then obviously you want to thank those who have been here or been there since day one or, you know, day 30 when it was your first, non like IRL friend who subbed to you or something or followed Mm -hmm. you or, you know, stuff like that. And and when you get big, you remember those people, I feel like, and I'm, I'm speaking out of pure speculation because I'm, I'm not big, (laughs) you know, but I've noticed that watching, I've noticed that watching other streamers, it's like, Oh, this person has been subbed to them for like five years. So Mm -hmm. like, and you know, and it's like, dude, thanks. You know, you've been here since the beginning, you know, I've heard people say that. And that's like, you know, that's that's how you let people, I guess, over time know they're appreciated. Yeah. But yeah, I think, for sure. Yeah. Rando is a great springboard to get into, you know, building a small audience like that. And I think, especially during the mentor tournament, I noticed a lot of people, especially ones who were new to streaming, were getting follows from other people in the community. Like, you could count on having a base of, you know... 10 to 20 people that you are in the tournament with giving you a follow sight unseen because they want to support you and they want to support people who are playing rando on a regular basis and kind of signal boost that. So I I think it's interesting that rando also, it kind of gives you like, it gives you a motivation for streaming, which we've talked about, you know, a lot of times you have to stream in order to be able to do whatever race you're doing, whether it be ladder or tournament or whatever. Yeah. Um, so that helps a lot. And I, I, I'm really, I think it's really interesting what you're talking about with like doing it for you versus doing it for them. And I really enjoyed just kind of listening to that conversation. Why do you do it? Because, yeah, I was yeah. going to say, uh, A, I want to quickly just mention that I think a community like this one is extremely helpful. Like mm-hmm. be it the podcast community or the random community as a whole, if you have supportive friends who can give you a little bit of a, 
a head start and a kick in the butt at the same time, you know, if you're getting all these follows from from people, it, it definitely helps your motivation. But uh, yeah, as Dante was just asking, Tim, uh, I want to know what, what is your motivation for streaming? Yeah, so going back to, I guess the first time I ever actually streamed, it was around uh, AGDQ 14, I want to say, had just finished. And uh, I was really interested in the commentary aspect, you know, sitting on the couch and being the one who talks mm -hmm. through. Because I knew I would never be good enough at a game, probably, to <laughs> be able to play at a GDQ. But I loved the idea of it and wanted to go and, uh, you know, be involved in some way. And so I thought, you know, being on the couch for a game could be good for that. Mm -hmm. And the game that I eventually settled on that I was going to learn a whole bunch about and try to work up a speed run of was called Space Station Silicon Valley on the Nintendo 64. Oh. Um, it's basically like the spiritual predecessor to... Um, grand theft auto three mm -hmm. uh in that you control like a little uh microchip that walks around and takes over robotic animal brains and then you can use those animals to complete different tasks on the space station it's a super cool game i would definitely recommend checking it out but i'm not very good at 3d games like that and so when i would try to play it, it you know i was not very motivated to play it because i wasn't very good at it and so I thought that if I stream myself practicing it, it would give me accountability to do it more often. And also I could maybe, you know, gain a little bit of a following in talking about the game um, in an effort to get me to a GDQ, maybe possibly one day. So that was like the first time I ever had an interest in streaming. Um, and actually come to think of it, even before that, I got really super into the game Peggle. If you've oh, ever heard dude. of that, it's a puzzle game. Yeah, that game's I, super fun. <laughs> yeah, I full cleared, 100% cleared every single level in the game. And I really wanted to stream myself doing a Let's Play of like how to full clear every single level in the game and like different techniques and stuff you can use. So I guess that sort of is a partial answer to the question um, going off of what Herfie Durfie said about wanting to entertain and educate like i just really loved this game peggle and i wanted to talk about all of the ways that you could work on bank shots and get more buckets more often and stuff like that mm -hmm. um and then uh you know nothing really came of that and then the space station silicon valley thing nothing really came of that that was more of an issue of uh not being able to get a nintendo 64 uh streaming you know and, and buying the correct equipment and hardware and uh, having a computer that could handle it at the time. So it kind of fell fell by the wayside. That that probably had more to do with not streaming than anything else. But then finally, you know, with ALTTPR, there are so many guides out there. And that's probably a good way to like end this whole conversation is to say if you are someone who likes the idea of racing ALTTPR, but maybe you haven't gone into it because you're intimidated by the streaming aspect of it. Maybe we can put some of those links in the description because there are a ton of them out there. A lot of them that have been shared in our discord that help you to get over that hump of like, how do I even begin streaming, set up a Twitch account? Um, you know, what is OBS and how is it going to help me do all this? Um, we can help you with that. Uh, and I guess finally to just sort of cap off the, the you know, the, to answer the question, um, I still sort of like streaming, like when I do my music streams, I think it's still kind of an accountability thing. Um, so, you know, as fun as composing music is, sometimes it can get kind of boring when you're just like auditioning sounds and going, you know, should this be a triplet or 16th notes? Like it can, you know, it can be kind of boring, but 
I think having someone to share it with, and this also echoes what Dante was talking about, being able to share something you really enjoy with people and have them be like, oh, that sounded really cool. Or like, oh, yeah, I really like what you're working on. Or do you think this part could be a little louder? Like making suggestions and things. Um, I really enjoy when doing music streams, you know, sharing that experience and having, you know, people to listen and appreciate kind of what's what's going on and, and kind of share that with them. So. Uh, I also don't have any illusions of becoming like this huge streamer, having, you know, pay my income or anything like that. Um, But, you know, we're all streamers. I think the majority of people in this community are streamers, whether they like it or not, as a necessity of playing this game. And there's just, you know, so so much uh, that goes into that. And I think I I think we covered a lot of that. I really enjoyed, um, you know, kind of hashing all that out. Yeah, I think that was a pretty cool uh, conversation. Uh, let's keep it going. Let's uh, let's let's do a quick pivot. We went we went so hard of like not being scripted, and then that just sounded like so scripted. So I'm, I had to say, <laughs> hey, that. I still like, got a show to run. Like I had to call us out on that. I mean, we could just like keep going. So so all right. Well, since Tim wants to keep it on script, here's 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 I a mean, topic I had. So okay. Um, with this was, uh, I just want to say, if we had sponsors, this would have been the perfect time. Yeah, for an perfect, break. perfect. Uh, brought right. to you by the Gannon's Tower uh, escape room. <laughs> uh, yeah, whatever happened with that? I don't know. Um, but mm. no, so okay. Uh, in this community and other communities, uh, I mean, obviously, some people only use Discord. We'll say for rando, um, like that's their sole purpose of having it. You know, uh, so with Discord and stuff. I, that's kind of like an online persona streaming, I guess is the same thing, but a lot of people who may be on discord obviously don't stream. So I guess, you know, Reddit is a, a website and they have a term called Reddit. So it's kind of like the mm. etiquette you would use on that website. Um, the, the question I was going to kind of pose is uh, what kind of etiquette do you police on your own self? Uh, not just in rando, but in general, like when you're on discord interacting with online friends, uh, you know, are you the toxic post, you know, crap poster or whatever, or, (laughs) you know, are you the, the super serious all the time guy? That's like, guys, we have to, we have to be serious about this. Like, you know, how do you find a, a nice balance of, you know, policing yourself uh, with what yeah. you say online and how people perceive you, I guess, is a way of putting it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think this is really a fascinating topic because and also, you know, I think will appeal to a lot of people who do play ALTTPR because, it, like you said, it's sort of our primary method of communication and organizing races and um, all that good stuff. And, uh, you know, it has become the way that we all communicate on a regular basis, not just in organizing races, but just like interacting with one another and discussing things about the game yeah. and off topic things, just like everything. We, we live in discord um, if as a, you know, as a member of this community. So um, I, mean, I, you know, to, yeah, go I, ahead. I was going to say like, I could start off by saying like, obviously I try to, I feel like I try to police myself a good bit. Uh, at least in mm-hmm. public channels. And that, you know, obviously that's going to kind of be like, oh, well, you know, Dante does all this crap, you know, behind the scenes and he doesn't tell anybody, so he's a terrible person. <laughs> but it's more of like, so, you know, the GMP server here, I mean, I've got a green name, a.k.a. I'm a host. So yeah. I feel obligated to not be an idiot just because, like, 
I don't want to call it a position of power, but at least in this little, you know, this tight knit community, that's what it is. Like, you know, do I want, if I want someone imitating me, you know, do I, I can't post something and then have, you know, John Doe number zero, one, two, three, four come in and do the same thing. And then I'd be like, Whoa, you know, you're over the line. You know that so sure. that like the league having you know last season a purple name and now a red name, uh, it's like all right, well, I gotta kind of you know watch what I say. Being on racing council, you sometimes we get snarky, uh, and that's because people get snarky with us. But um, you know, at the same time, you can't. Sometimes you can't really say what you're thinking. <laughs> I guess sure. So like yeah, there are people though who do like to just say the first thing like they have keyboard diarrhea uh, is a, I guess a good way of putting it or they're a keyboard warrior where they're going to say everything that crosses their mind which I try to like there's been multiple times in multiple discords with link to the past and other things where I have typed out this like dissertation of like I'm about to lay the biggest smackdown on these guys <laughs> and put everybody in their place and then by the time I've typed it all out, I'm not even like mad anymore, you know, yeah. like, and I realize what yeah. I'm doing. So I just kind of control a delete and then it's just gone. Yeah. And then I walk away yeah. from it. So I can't undo it because is it worth it? Like, is it really worth me typing, like getting that mad? So, or, you yeah. know, or, you know, talking someone else down, like, is it really worth like me belittling their opinion just because I know I'm right? And I notice I used yes. opinion there because every because <laughs> like, I mean, weighed in early. If you're asking the question, then yes. But go on. <laughs> Next yeah. question. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's just like how I I kind of police myself in that regard. It's like in smaller like friend group discords. Obviously, I'll you know I'll meme it up a good bit. Um, I'll meme it up a little bit. You know, with like ladder. Uh, ladder, I have got no position of power. So, like, I feel like I could get away with almost anything, but I still don't want to do it. And I think that's because, like, I'm, you know, in doing other things of the community, it's like, I don't want to be that guy. It's like, well, there's Dante again, you know, giving his hot takes when no one asks for him. So, yeah, I don't, I don't know if you guys ever feel that way online or not, but that's, yeah. that's how I feel a lot. Yeah, I have a lot of thoughts. Absolutely. Yeah. But but go ahead, Herf. Mm. All right, so for me, I think Dante touched on a lot of stuff that is, I feel like, true for at least us three, but probably for a lot of people, if not for everybody. Uh, I just want to, for like, personalize it a bit with my takes on some of the things. Um, I think for me, uh, and Dante already touched on this, but for me, it, it depends on what am I representing on the respective Discord. So for the podcast Discord, for example, I'm also a host, as Dante was saying, and I, I represent the podcast, or at least a part of the podcast, and I feel like this isn't the environment for me to be an a-hole to people, so yeah. to speak. There's been a couple of times, you know, where, pe where certain people have said something or where something was said that really got my goat, uh, whatever it may have been, and... I, if it was any other Discord, it wouldn't have gone down with me being quiet. But since it was the <laughs> podcast Discord, I was like, well, you know, I don't, I'm not in a position here to start any kind of crap with anyone. And it would be a bad representation of the podcast as a whole. So I'll just shut my app. 
Uh, as an extreme opposite of that, I'm an admin on the ladder, <laughs> and you would think I'm, you know, representing the ladder in an official way would also make me uh, censor conduct myself and you know yeah. uh, conduct myself in the same manner. But since I know that Dunker doesn't really give much of a crap and thinks it's all funny when I say stupid stuff to people, I do not. And I think he's gotten at least three complaints and DMs about me being, you know, unprofessional and nice. uh, not conducting myself in the way an admin should behave. And it just amuses him to no end, which really only eggs me on to keep going hard. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you know, posting some mean reaction gifs in the racing lounge after people finish and forfeit because of stupid reasons or whatever. I'm not above that at all. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, yeah, it's it just, you know, that's really the main thing for me. When I'm in, uh, when I was a, a admin for SGL online this year, uh, I might have said a few things in the admin channels that I would definitely not say in any public channels to anyone. <laughs> because, <laughs> you know, I'm representing SG. And I don't think Fiesel would be very pleased with me if I started berating people or being mean to them or, you know, telling them that I think they're stupid or whatever it might have been. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so, yeah, that's really my my main Discord etiquette thing. What am I representing? Who who am I trying to to speak for, I guess, is maybe a way of thinking about it. Yeah. I think it's really interesting that you both kind of primarily cited your role in the server as kind of a gauge of what you maybe should or shouldn't say because of the amount of responsibility or, or power that you have in that particular server um, yeah, and i think also i mean for me it's not it is tied to the role but it's also tied to the role in a way where it's more about how like noticeable are you you know uh -huh. like in the ladder i'm right at the top under the admin tags if i was one of the whatever thousand p players or whatever that are in there your name just gets lost but even like if, if Dunka didn't have us uh, separated out, it might be a little different because then you're not as public facing, even though, you know, the role color and everything gives it away still. But it's like, yeah. you know, the role, but at the same time, how how public facing are you? How much of a public figure in that respective community are you? If that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. So I have this weird thing maybe it's not that weird i don't know but online i truly believe that anything that we type in you know certainly in social media like facebook instagram uh stuff like that all of that is none of it is ever deleted forever if it's on the internet mm -hmm. and i often have this like motivating force in my life where before i put anything on the internet I think of my grandkids 80 years from now <laughs> discovering what I said. Like it's, it's, uh, it's on your record, you know? Yeah. yeah I know like, what you mean. Like it, it's, it's not, you know, who doesn't post a little bit here and there. And I certainly have my, my bouts, you know, but mm -hmm. for the most part, I am always in the back of my head thinking of the fact that like everything that I say can and will be held against me. Um, so it's, you know, for, forever us fifth mm -hmm. amendment or whatever. Uh, pleading the fifth yeah or yeah like where you know if you say anything it can and will be used against you 
Uh, the Miranda rights. Oh, what? what okay, about. yeah, I'm. I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. You know how much I've totally. been arrested. I guess so. Like, I, I totally. <laughs> I've never been read yeah. my that, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I know. It's, I mean, we've all seen Law and Order, you know. Um, but yeah, no, I I truly believe that, and and I probably take it to extreme sometimes, but I, you know, I'm always sort of thinking that, and I I think that still sort of squares with what both of you guys are saying in that. You know, when you have smaller channels, like, for instance, we have a host channel that's just the, the three of us. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't worry as much about maybe saying something that I don't quite mean or that was a little insensitive or something like that because I don't think that you guys would, like, screenshot that and share it to a bunch of people yeah. unless it was something that I deserve to have fault. Like, if I said something like, hateful, <laughs> unless you then, deserve like, to be do canceled, that to is that what you're saying? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Can- cancel me if I deserve to be canceled. No. But... Um, you know, like I think the smaller the group is, the more you can feel like, you know, you can say, and that's how a lot of streamers I think do get in trouble is they get into their own personal servers and they have, you know, third tier subscriber, you know, channels where they feel really comfortable and they start saying things that are really messed up and then somebody screenshots it and then they get canceled, which that's an example I think of when that's a good thing. Um, but, uh, yeah, I just, I kind of see everything I say online as like, a representation of who I am. Mm-hmm. And and another thing we haven't even really talked about is it there's so much in Discord around it's not just what you say but like how soon you say something if you're engaged in the conversation, you know, the quickness of your reply, the emoji that you react with, you know, what other people say. <laughs> yeah. and, Angry you know, face. like there's just yeah, there's it's so easy to be you know, for your Discord personality or like representation to represent you as a person and i think the more time i spend on discord uh you know and the more time someone else spends on discord the more i can get to know them as a person even sort of away from the keyboard just on based on like how they interact with discord um yeah i think think that's really interesting i think that kind of goes back to the the age old internet problem of how differently written text can be perceived versus hearing it being said to you yeah because you, you know you can't hear the inflection or the emotion in the voice or how they actually meant it i often wonder you know sometimes i type something that like i don't know if you'd call it a post but just something random and stupid that kind of doesn't really fit with whatever was just being said but it's funny in my head and yeah. i often wonder even in general how i'm perceived online versus how i actually meant it to sound when I typed out that specific sentence and you know, the emojis and all that stuff helps a lot with conveying if you're being, you know, just sarcastic or stupid or, you know, cute or whatever, but it's still not perfect. Right. Yeah. I'll I'll say like, you know, using emojis, obviously the, the best thing about emojis is like how funny they are, but at the same time it does help, you know, convey your, your intent a little bit. Um, the, the, like the fine line with doing that though, is like, I've seen this in the community some, and when I say some, this isn't a, a one specific person. It's like, yeah, I've seen a lot of people do this, but they say something that has like about a 90% truth, like kind of burn to it, but they put an emoji yeah. on it and it just, that's, that's going to make it better. Like, that's not an excuse. Like kind of, you can't use that as an excuse to be an a-hole like you were saying. I guess. Yeah. Like, and and yeah. some, some people can. And when I say they can, like they don't care. And that's, that's fine. You know, mm-hmm. I, I'm still that guy. Like 
I, I don't know how you guys feel, but like, so I feel like small fish, big pond, especially with like ALTTPR. So I say that because even like this server sometimes, even though I'm a host or bef- before I was a host, that there's a lot of conversations that I just kind of lurk in and I don't talk in. And it's not because yeah. I feel like I'm going to make someone mad. I also, a lot of times I don't think someone wants to hear my opinion. Like that's kind totally. of the, the negative connotation that I imply onto myself because there's a lot of times there's people who talk and I definitely didn't care to hear their opinion because I don't think <laughs> mm-hmm. it's valid, you know, yeah. and that can be, oh, a, that can be with a lot of things. Uh, but yeah, like that's kind of because I perceive like some conversations that way, like, Oh, they're talking about this. I don't care about that. You know, I can move on. I don't have to like, you know, rain on their parade um, yeah. or whatever. But at the same time, I feel like no matter sometimes whatever I'm going to say, if I'm asking a question, like someone's going to rain on my parade, if that makes sense. Like, I, I, I just, I feel like not just with the community and I guess that's why I got more involved with like volunteering so I could get over that hump. That's kind of how I do things, I guess, uh, socially, I guess this turned into like a yeah. uh, social hour here, but the, <laughs> the idea of talking to a lot of people or putting something out there where a lot of people can read it, you know, you were talking about that fear of your grandkids finding it or whatever. Mm-hmm. I worry about mm-hmm. like what my peers think, you know, of me to an extent uh not so Mm -hmm. much that i'm gonna change how i am but like what do i want to be known for so i don't want to be known in the community as the cocky you know overbearing community member or you know league admin or gomo podcast host ladder admin in herf's case like i don't want to be that guy that's just like well he's got an opinion and that's what's going to happen but Mm -hmm. at the same time I guess I shouldn't worry about that too much, right? You know, I guess we, I don't, sh- we well, shouldn't. I don't quite understand. Can you clarify what you mean? I think if I may cut in real quick here, yeah. I think the what Dancy is trying to get at and what I think is a, f- a very delicate balance, it's more often than not, it's a problem if you're new to a community, but it even applies if you've been in the community for a while. You want to engage with people and feel like you're part of the community and like you're well liked by your peers and you know you want to you want people to be like oh hey there's Dante you know not uh god there's Dante yeah you you know that's kind of the idea (laughs) but at the same time you don't want to be the guy who has an opinion on everything and who who's like you know in on a discord you type a sentence to everything that's being said in every channel just because you know have something to say about everything. Yeah. So, you know, that's kind of the balance where you're like, I want to be part of the community and I want to be well liked in the community and engage with everyone, but I don't want to be known as the guy who's like gonna be saying something to everything. You, yeah, you don't want to be yeah. the tryhard. Like yeah, exactly. I guess that's kind of the thing. And honestly, like there's subsets of the community of people not not sitting like not using tryhard as a derogatory term here. They may come across that way to others that aren't friends with them or have, you know, engaged with them in the past. Um, and like that's that that's how they make friends, you know, like I guess kind of what I was saying with the whole like volunteering thing that that mental hump I give myself to have to get over every time of, you know, do I want to, you know, be the, the crap poster? Do I want to, 
you know, be the, the laid back guy that's easy to get along with and yet, you know, knows how to, to act civil with folks. Um, like that's that, that I kind of just throw myself into the deep end. That's the only way I'd ever get over it. You know, like that's just yeah. me personally. Yeah. I don't know. It's just like the whole, the whole, like there's some people I, 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 I really like trying to dissect people's minds. Like, uh-huh. people who talk way too much in one channel sometimes they're talking about something that's completely unrelated to the channel topic uh mm-hmm. I, I guess i'm kind of like meddling now but it, it and it's not that's not like saying any specific discord i'm just using like and it's not just alttpr it's like it could be a twitch chat too like what goes through people's mind thinking that like i don't want people to ever think of me as he's just talking now to hear himself talk that's kind of mm-hmm. i guess the point i'm trying to make there if that makes any sense yeah, no, I, I definitely can relate to that impulse, but I also think that it's folly to believe that everyone is, is governed by that. I think some people just say exactly what's on their mind, and they don't think twice about what people might think about them as a person. They're just oh, yeah. contributing to the conversation, just yeah, like for sure. their thoughts out there, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, contributing. Um, in a way, I, I envy those folks, like, you know? Yeah, I mean, I, I do too, to an extent, you know, uh, even you know, bringing it back more personal, like with me, like reading racing council, you know, as a council member, there's a lot of times I just read the channel and listen to the community and, or, or lack thereof, but, or I just read the community's thoughts. Um, Mm -hmm. but, uh, but yeah, it's like, it's really hard to hear a lot of stuff. You know, we talked about our own little echo chamber. Um, I feel like a lot of times potentially we may get in our own little echo chambers, like subsets of the community, you know, we were talking about sure. like the rose colored glasses. We want to obviously find people who either share the same hobby, like so randomizer, and then view it the same pleasurable way we do uh, or I do. You know, so it's like, all right, well, who can I, you know, play the game with that's not going to either, you know, crap on my parade? You know, I'm, I'm using yeah. the PG language the whole time, I guess. You, you really know. are, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, look, I, I one, I don't want to make editing harder for you. And two, like, you know, you got more bleeping out of me last episode than you're going to probably get the entire tenure <laughs> that I'm here. So, or at least hope so. People, but, yeah, people really enjoyed that, by the way, oh, from what I could tell. Uh, so. I'm glad they did. <laughs> I did. I know I did. But. Oh, man. Um, but yeah, yeah, like... I, no, well... I, so, Tim, like... Go ahead. With you, like... You have no, this this sounds bad. You have no admin power outside of GMP. <laughs> so correct. That I, being I said, that. yeah, I, I'm sure it must be great. That being said, like, I mean, what keeps you from being like a social a hole? Uh, you know, <laughs> and just like giving yeah. hot takes, like in the main Discord or the latter Discord. Like, what 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 <laughs> drives you to not do that? <laughs> well, I will say I have done it before. Um. You know, when we had our episode, you'll have to go back and look through our episode list, but the title, we had a discussion on gatekeeping, which was maybe a little bit clickbaity because we weren't really discussing gatekeeping per se. I remember that. Um, But what prompted me to like rush to the host channel and be like, we are talking about this next time (laughs) was something that someone said in the latter discord and I straight up called him an asshole. In the last, I expected people to like come back to me and say like, "Whoa, Tim! Like, you shouldn't be saying stuff like that." And literally, nobody did. So, <laughs> I think that's maybe a good lesson that like sometimes you should just not to say you should call people an asshole, <laughs> but um, you know, I think it was a good lesson for me that like it's not like people are 
even as someone who like has a show or whatever, and people maybe have heard my name there, nobody cares uh, quite as much as I might think that they care. Um, and, and to answer your question about, you know, how to conduct myself and not just like be a jerk all the time. I think the real answer is that I'm not really a jerk in real life. You know, I, I'm kind of really? like you, I'm sort of a people pleaser. I want people to like me. I'm, I'm going to kind of, you know, be polite in most discords and give people the benefit of the doubt and answer their questions, even if they've been answered before. Um, so that's, that's not that difficult for me. I, I really do view discord as an extension of just like me as a human person, uh, and, and just like comport myself accordingly, you know? I mean, it makes um, sense. I don't know that everyone does that, but I, I try to, and, and not to say I do that all the time, but that's just sort of, you know, a discord really is how we all communicate. And I do consider a lot of people in our server to be, you know, my actual real life friends because we spend a lot of time chatting together and, uh, I try to just sort of be myself in text version whenever we are, you know, on the server together. Yeah. I did want to comment Sorry, real quick. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, just uh, when you were talking about um, uh, when to weigh in and, and not weighing in when you feel like you maybe could uh, for the sake of not sharing, you know, oversharing, I guess. I definitely feel that way when new episodes come out. Uh, I want to talk about them but i also sort of realized that like this is our time to have the conversations and while i could comment on little thing you know reactions that people have i mostly want to i want other people to share their input and not like dominate that conversation as well but on the other hand i've also noticed if i don't jump in and keep the conversation going sometimes it will stall out and I want people to talk. I love reading what they have to say and talking about the show and stuff like that. So I just wanted to chime in and say, I, I totally can appreciate that. You know, do I say something? Do I not say something? And, uh, you know, trying to decide when is the right moment. Yeah. You don't want to like react to ever like post the reaction emoji in the, the hashtag podcast channel. Uh, right. You know, and when, then it when gets a new to episode a whole, comes out. Right. And there's a whole other conversation we could probably talk about for 20 minutes about like, you know, the artist and how they interact with the art and after it's been released, you know, not to be so uh, pretentious as to call this art, but, you know, as the people who make it, is it, art. you know, is it right for us to be, you know, just like talking about it all the time with the people instead of just letting them consume it and have their own opinions, you know, but anyway, we won't. Yeah, we, we don't, we don't that. go in the podcast channel and be like, this is why you're wrong, you know, and we're right. No, uh, no we've never, and but, you know, we've been talking a lot about discord and how you, conduct yourself and stuff and i hope that doesn't put anybody off from like just talking about whatever they want to talk about in discord because as long as you're not being you know offensive or hurtful or or disrespectful then yeah you really can be however you want in discord yeah for the it's just interesting that it's it's a reflection of you you know yeah for the More record like fart am i right <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. sorry i had to find my slide whistle first <laughs> oh my god <laughs> So for anyone who was waiting for the return of the slide whistle, there it was. I just realized Tucked how deep within this conversational episode. I just realized how long ago we said art, and that's why you, it took you that long. Yeah, I, did, I actually didn't even realize that until you just said it, that that was what it was a joke on. Yeah, but the reason, I mean, for the record, the reason I brought this up was not like, I, I didn't think someone in the Go Mode podcast or any specific person in a Discord was like, you know. Uh, being a bad person or being anything. Out, like out of line. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, it, there's rules in a, in most discords for reasons, and you know, people are allowed to have opinions. They're allowed to have hot takes, like the the f most fire takes that are. Wrong. I love hot takes. In fact, yeah. Um, yeah. 
I love the hottest takes that are like proven wrong within like 30 seconds. Like they're my favorite. <laughs> but but yeah, it's like I'm sorry, long, I'm sorry. I'm trying to delete it. I'm sorry. Yeah, as long as like you're within the like community guidelines of whatever server you're in, it's like whatever, you know, like have at it. Um I, I just like yeah. I feel like I police myself like too much. That's kind of why I brought it up. It was like I wonder if, you know, other people really feel that way because i know there's like a lot of you know crap talking back to the pg language like there's a lot of crap talking in, in the community but it's all in in good fun but i mean dang every time i like crap talk somebody i just end up losing so i you know i, I gotta <laughs> i gotta make sure that doesn't happen yeah that's never the right time for it um any other uh do we have any final thoughts on discord uh etiquette communication i think this has been a rousing conversation oh, you're, you're aroused prematurely <laughs> it has been a space rousing okay conversation. <laughs> i thought you said this has been arousing i was like ooh, no ooh, hello. <laughs> not quite that interesting or creeping onto that uh, getting that after dark yeah i was about to say we're about to get creeping into that e-rated territory on uh on the like the the uh, podcast app tag you know it's got the explicit yeah. The explicit, yeah. This is the rare uh, PM recording. We don't often do these, but it is it is Friday night vibes here, so we're getting a little little raunch here. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah, uh, and also, it's like, a reward for listening this long into the into the show. Shout outs to her <laughs> being like recording at midnight. Yeah, it's all good. We still got like fifteen minutes until midnight. Yeah. Uh, so with that, do we uh, we do kind of have one other topic that we could discuss. Um, and you know, I, I say, I say we get into it. I, you know, spend a, a little bit of time on it. We'll wrap it up and it'll be a, a normal sized episode back on the script here. I hear it. <laughs> I mean, we still got a show to make baby. Look, I, I let you get, I let you scrap the entire outline, but I'm not going to let you just like, we're not just going to record ourselves talking <laughs> and then Pure cut it. Anarchy. Like this is still a show. <laughs> I mean, so. sometimes the best shows are just like off the cuff. I mean, do you, so okay. Real five seconds on this topic. This is not all right. All right I have completely ad libbed this. This is not on our little mini mini outline. So when you you obviously really love the structure. I mean, I like the structure when we're doing informative episodes because otherwise, I'm gonna get lost and then I'm gonna rabbit trail like I'm doing right now. But do you want to script your streams too? Potentially, like are. I'm asking you specifically, Tim. I don't think Herf does this, but like <laughs> when when you before you hit go live, I have to ask. Like, do you um potentially like think? All right, I'm gonna stream this and I'm gonna say these things. Like, not not specifically, but I'm gonna make sure I touch on these things. Like the podcast, you know, promote or promote the podcast. Talk about you know temp.msu. That's I guess still coming in 2021. You know, stuff like yeah. that. I'm, I'm genuinely curious. No, the, the honest to God answer is absolutely not. I, in fact, I really try to, you know, th this is where so I it's, do that. It's full, you know, okay. on the podcast is, yeah, is it's where I get all that out. In. Yeah, and the stream is more about like I try to more mostly just say what I would say if no one is listening. I think that's my idea of like the entertainment of watching one of my streams, or like that's the idea behind it. Not to say that they all are entertaining, but I wish for it to be. Like, you're just in the room hanging out with me, and I'm not going to put on a big production for you like some streamers do. It's just a time to catch me, um, you know, and just, like, very um, casual, you know, just ask, asking whatever questions. I mean, maybe my okay, wife good. will pop into the room and ask what's for dinner. You know, like, it's it's very low-key. <laughs> and um, then you just say, I don't know, I'm streaming. Are you going to fix dinner? 
<laughs> I, there's definitely been some some conversations with uh, with the wife that you can hear in my vods. I, I, I don't remember any off the top of my head, but yeah. All right, back to the script. So we 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 stay on topic. Okay, uh, Herf, let's let's talk about the the thing that you we were talking about before. <laughs> let's talk about the thing. Let's talk about the thing we talked about. I'm gonna let you say it. <laughs> I could do it, but I want to let you do it. Yeah, it's all good. We were, as Tim was saying at the start of the episode, we were kind of bouncing back and forth ideas. And um, we were kind of thinking as sort of the conclusion of the episode, we could be talking about what motivates us to stick with a game, maybe ALTCPR or any other game that we might play. Um, and I do want to pose the question to my co-host because uh, as we were talking before we started actually recording this episode, I'm, I would say I'm probably the guy out of the three who plays the most different games and maybe also finishes most of them. I definitely don't finish all the games I play, uh, but uh, I feel like I play most you know, the most wide selection of different games split over different platforms out of all of us. I would agree with that based on what I know about definitely playing styles and certainly what I know about my own. I have trouble <laughs> finishing games. So, uh -huh. so yeah, absolutely. Um, I guess I'll, uh, yeah, definitely want to pose this question to you guys. And uh, maybe before I get into why and how I finish so many games... Uh, I'd like you guys to first answer why you maybe aren't or what the problem might be or if you, you know, any any thoughts on that. What what would a game need to have or why can't you finish most games that you start? Uh, sure. So I guess like I'll, I'll just jump into this. Back before like Rando, back like I'm talking... God, when was the Xbox 360 the thing? That was like what twenty or two thousands? Yeah, Something so like that, yeah. it was around yeah. like it was it was before I got married in two thousand nine. So like, I I got really hooked on playing more games that I normally wouldn't play, uh, and I played. I felt like I played a lot, but I would force myself to play more games because I really like getting achievement points on like my <laughs> Xbox profile, like I'm in and trophies mm -hmm. on PS3. Like no kidding, like I would. Dang. I would look up guides in forums. I would join um, Skype voice calls or Xbox Live parties to like, like set up sessions to like achievement boost, like to get mm -hmm. certain achievements and stuff like that. Helped me play more games way back. Um, at the time, uh, later on, I, I started feeling more of a obligation more than a. I'm really enjoying myself type deal. Uh, mm -hmm. And then I kind of backed off of it a little more. And then I guess here, here we go. We could, we could say that I need to probably talk to somebody else about this, but one reason I don't <laughs> a professional. Yeah. Uh, I guess a, a lot of reasons I don't play a ton of games one. Uh, and I, I mean, triple A games are kind of expensive and you know, the older mm -hmm. I get, the more I am less frivolous with my money, I guess is a way of mm -hmm. putting it. Um, not saying that games frivolous, Herf. I'm not calling you out in front of your friends. No, no, we're all good. Um, but like, like I, I do this with DoorDash too. I tweeted about this. Like, I, you know, it's like I'm, I'm about to order takeout because I'm, you know, going off my diet plan or something, and then I see the price, and I'm like, dude, that food is not worth that, and then I don't do it. 
And then I just like cook <laughs> eggs or something like at the house. So like something stupid like that. I'm the same way with games, but at the same time, I, I do this with TV shows too. Like games and TV shows and movies or like a series of movies are a lot of the same things where I feel like kind of what Herf was saying about starting a stream of a game. Mm-hmm. I feel like if I start a game or a TV show, I'm obligated to finish it. I'm obligated yeah. to play it longer. And I have to, for some unknown reason, I have to like hype myself up and build up mentally to commit to playing. Like, especially if it's like a one player game with a story, I have to mm-hmm. build up time. And I guess that's why I haven't done the doom eternal stuff yet. It's like, has it been convenient to play? No. Okay. Well, I'm not going to buy it yet. And I need to do it. Cause I really want to do it. Cause I really like the music from it. And I've been, you know, I've all but watched a let's play of the DLC. So, you know, I've been listening to all the music from it on YouTube, but the, uh, you know, I guess that's kind of the thing is like it, every new game is hard for me to just jump in and enjoy it for a couple hours. I feel like I have to dedicate like a huge block of time to it, which is not the case. Um, Mm -hmm. and I'm also like a huge creature of habit. So Mm -hmm. especially during the week, like with work and stuff, I want to do not the exact same thing because my job's, you know, different every time, but uh, I kind of like doing the same things around the same time every day. And COVID obviously this year has made that much more prevalent in my life of doing this, this at this time of day, it's this day of the week, I'm going to do this, but I've been doing that for like 10 years now. So getting into rando was tough initially and now I'm here. So it's part of my routine. I guess like what I'm trying to say is I'm a big into like routines it's the only way I can like keep myself from, I guess like with diet too, like diet being a routine for me. Uh, working out, I would imagine yeah. too, right? Lifting, right? Yeah. Stuff like that is like if I don't work it into a routine, and then I make myself feel obligated to do it, not in an unhealthy sense, but like, hey, this is what I got to do today. Uh, then, mm-hmm. at that point, it's like, okay, uh, well, I, if I don't have to do it, I won't do it. Same thing with games. So, like, I, f- I find ways to talk myself out of doing things that I'll probably enjoy, which is bad. Uh, but, yeah, that's that's kind of why I don't play as many games. That that long-winded discussion or answer that some listeners are probably saying, dang, he needs help. That is uh, why I probably don't play as many, like, new games as, say, like, Herf does. I really enjoy playing them, and, like, a lot of them look like they'd be fun. I just have to hype myself up to do it and commit to it. It's kind of crazy. It's just like I make an excuse for myself. No, I can I can totally relate to that. Um, for me, so I, I I feel like my motivation to play Rando is different than the motivation to play other games, which is one of the things that uh, you know when we talk about our last episode of the love letter to ALTTPR, I think is why I wanted to discuss that because it like hit me in a game in a way that no other game has really hit me. And it is, I think it's a combination of all the things we talked about in that last episode. So if you want to hear that, be sure to check it out. But, um, hashtag ad for, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but for, for other games, like normally when I play games, um, it's usually at night, like my wife goes to bed around like nine thirty or 10 and I'm able to go to bed later. So I usually go to bed around like, you know, 1230 or one, maybe still get plenty of sleep before we have to wake up for work or whatever the case may be. But I have like a two to three hour window most evenings to play games if I want to or watch TV or whatever, you know, like shows that my wife isn't into, for instance. Um, And when I play those games, um, 
I'm not as motivated to play new games. I think that is a money sort of thing. Uh, so I definitely agree with you there, Dancy. I love picking up games for free. As I mentioned many times before, the Epic Game Store yeah. just like spits out so many quality free games that um, I'll always have something to play if I want to. And I am sort of motivated when I do that by I love uh, story driven games, narrative games. Um, you know, so a lot of times my motivation will be to see that through and see the plot through and get to the end. Um, I also have kind of a bad habit of quitting games a lot of times kind of right before the very end. And I think if I were to get psychological of that about that, it probably has something to do with like not wanting the experience to end. And so like just never getting around to ending it myself <laughs> manually, you know, by playing the game. Yeah. Um, and, and I think a lot of times, you know, for, for, in other instances like i just i got animal crossing as a christmas gift i've been playing that a lot and that's totally just like a zone out zen relaxation kind of thing yeah so Mm -hmm. i think that's another you know motivator for me to play a lot of the games that i play so it's either following a story and a narrative um you know uh branching out into an open world game and trying to make a character and sort of living in that world something i really enjoy or i just want to like turn my brain off and be really mindless about it um, but yeah, that's pretty much like when I play that, those are, those are my motivations. Yeah. What about you? Uh, well, I've been thinking hard about what really my motivations are. And I was joking earlier when we were talking about this, that the trick to me playing so many games is that I'm not married and I don't have kids. <laughs> so I have time. Yeah. And you, you know, as much, as much as it is a joke, it is also extremely true. Like, you know, you were just saying, yeah. Uh, you know, I got some a couple hours after my wife goes to bed where I can do whatever I want, play the games that I want to play or watch the series that she's not super into or something like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, Dante and you soon as well uh, has a kid uh, that probably takes up a lot of time and also obviously for a father would be more important than, you know, no, go away, you little brat. I want to play Final Fantasy fourteen right now. Yeah. You know, that's probably, or at least it should not happen. Unfortunately, probably happened somewhere in the world, but yeah. it, it probably shouldn't happen and usually doesn't. So, yeah, one one of my excuses is, especially now with COVID times where it's really hard to meet up with friends or do anything else, uh, I just have nothing else to do. I come home from work and I do, you know, a couple of chores around the household, cleaning up, buying, buying groceries, whatever, what, what everyone has to do, so to speak. But then I pretty much from, I don't know, 6 or 7 p.m. onwards until I go to bed at 1 in the morning or something, I can just sit down and play a game if I want to. And that's oftentimes what happens, you know. I have nothing better to do. I can't really go out. We currently have a curfew that's from 9 p.m. till 5 in the morning. So even if I do go out, I come home at like 8.30 at the latest usually. And then I still get like four or five hours where I can just sit down and, and play a game if I feel like it, which oftentimes I do. So establishing that you have a lot of time to play games, uh-huh. what what like narrates your choice of like what game you are going to pick up and try? Yeah, so that's a hard one for me to answer because I feel like my tastes are very widespread and you know, I was gonna I was thinking about it. Currently I'm replaying Final Fantasy fifteen on my PS5. Ooh, um, wait, they, they brought that to PS5? 
No, they haven't, but it runs well. Uh, it runs at 60 FPS mostly if you play it in like performance mode, if you play oh, the PS4 okay. version on performance mode. So, so it's like I, backwards compatible. Yeah. Okay. And I, I just felt like, you know, just, I don't know, it kind of tickled my fancy and I was like, hey, why not? It's still installed. Let's fire it up and give it another shot. And I started a new game plus and stuff. Uh, so, you know, I, I, I can't say I generally mind long RPGs that take like, I don't know, 70, 80 hours, but sometimes I do mind them where I'm like, you know, I play for like 20 hours and I'm like, ugh, this, I don't know. I can't play this anymore. So it's kind of hard for me to nail it down. I think what I do a lot is I do play newer games, but I play very little triple a games in general i think like the the mass of the games that i play are newer indie titles i would say uh that's probably less for money reasons or anything but more to do with they just seem to release more of the kind of games that appeal to me like i'm a massive metroidvania fan i think i've played Every game that has the Metroidvania tag that's on Steam, I think I've played almost all of them at least. Uh, and most of them are like, you know, 16-bit pixel graphics indie games for like 15 bucks or 20 bucks or something. And those are usually, like Metroidvania is probably my favorite genre of games. Are you um, somebody who like, does it please you to find a game that's kind of a hidden gem and then tell people about it and sort of be like the one to have kind of discovered it or is it more just about like finding that game and playing it it's more about playing it for me i don't i am i get unusually excited about some games and then i feel like i have to share it with everyone i think everyone knows that feeling and sometimes it just happens to be like an undiscovered indie gem or something but generally it's more about finding a game that's really fun for me to play where I'm like, oh man, I can't wait to get home from work and play some more. Either because, you know, the gameplay is a lot of fun or because the story grabbed me a lot or because I'm just curious what's going to happen or some of the gameplay mechanics are, are super fun or something. Yeah. It's it's a weird mix of things. You know, I can't really say, oh, I, I like games with a great story because I also like games that have a really cheesy and terrible story, but they look great and they're a lot of fun to play, but the story is really, like, ridiculous. Mm. So you... it's kind of... Oh, go, go ahead. ahead. No, no, you go ahead. I was going to make a stupid crack. <laughs> I was just going to say it's kind of hard for me to really nail down exactly what motivates me to keep playing but in general, as wishy-washy as it may sound, the game, whatever it may be, needs to give me that feeling of, oh, I want to play this again. You know, sometimes I, I buy a new game. Let's say, uh, let's take Yakuza 7, for example. That's one of the newer games that's pretty recent that I've played. And I can sit down and play that for five hours. And then I'm like, oh, okay, I need to take a break. I'm kind of done with this. <clears throat> and then I save my game and I turn it off and I, I don't know, I go pee and I eat something. And then half an hour later, I'm sitting at my PC again and I get this urge to fire up the game again. You know, if a game gives me that little thing where I'm like, ah, oh, I got to put it down. But then not even half an hour later, I feel like I want to play it again. Then I know I found something that's really up my alley. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that's a that nice makes a lot of sense. Like, I just got to play that game. Yeah. Um. So maybe we can sort of cap this off by pivoting back to Rando and each talk about 
either what motivates us to continue to play rando or in the case of Herf, like what it is that makes it hard to get back into it. And I guess we did cover that a little bit. I was with about the to say sort of thing, but, we, we're, we're, we're in a yeah. circle now because Herf said why, he, you know, he hasn't played a ton of it. But, you know, maybe it maybe if there weren't dirty cheaters in the community, we could, you know, play rando <laughs> without streaming every last second of it. But, yeah. you know, you got to win. We got to win. That's yeah. that's why, you know, having to win is like the biggest, I guess, problem. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just what happens in a competitive scene, I guess. Uh, yeah. I don't know. It's kind of hard to say. Yeah. I think I really would like to get back into it in some way, but in other ways. Yeah. I, I just um, it's it's like, you know, an old girlfriend. It's like yeah, sometimes, in a way. yeah. I mean, I feel like everyone's gonna have that attitude at some point. Whether you know, Rando, you know, like it's five years from now. Hopefully, Rando's still around, like you know, and actively being like played and stuff like that. But we don't know that for sure. Uh, you know, it may be a fad that just lasts for you know a few years. But that being said, like I feel like most people who've played Rando, you know, for a year, we'll say maybe less. We'll probably look back on it kind of like some people look back on like past relationships where it's like, you know, that's that, that was that was a lot of fun. You know, I, I missed that. And then, you know, they come back to it and then they're like, this isn't as good as I remember. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. like, you know, I think at some point or another, everyone is going to get, uh, you know, that kind of opinion of Rando. Yeah, yeah, probably. I don't know. For me, I think the reason I want to keep playing it again you know we talked this to death last time but to to kind of get maybe a little more meta about it i think like every time that i fire up the game or that i get the itch to fire up the game i think it's going to be the time where i execute perfectly and i god route it you know like Mm -hmm. i i always start with such optimism and then (laughs) most of the time something happens that like absolutely ruins the seed and i'm like i hate this game what am i even doing here uh but i do think it's again unique to rando which is why i wanted to you know highlight that last time that like i always think that i'm going to just suddenly like get really good at the game or like all the practice and routing discussion and weird uh you know gambles that i take it's all gonna pay off in this seed right here and i'm gonna win and it's gonna make me feel great and um just I like I said, I've never experienced that with anything else, but it's it's uh, it's what I think it's really what keeps me playing is like the desire to, you know, pull off that perfect seed every single time that never happens. My optimism with the game is that I just hope to remember all of my GT keys when I'm climbing to the top. Uh, that feels very uh, pointed. <laughs> that feels very personal. I feel attacked. Uh, it, uh, you and, should. And I don't appreciate that. You, know, you should because... <laughs> I think Tip said that on a previous episode that he would never do it again. And I was in his stream the other day and he totally did it again. <laughs> I did it again. Well, it was because I was playing inverted and it was uh, only big key shuffle, which threw me off. That but that actually I did do it. it. The first time you play like a mystery or like anything that's just like a big key shuffle or a small key shuffle, like without the maps, compasses and everything else, it really messes with your head. I, I'll, I'll not crack on that like that's for sure but you know always always yeah, need to shame see on me always need to see a yeah. one when we're climbing up gt that's our educational um, part for the this episode yeah 
Malmo actually uh, made a sketch of like a, a helpful reminder of like the pink haired link, uh, like holding up a small key. And it's like a little like, remember, always grab a key before you go up the gauntlet. <laughs> and I seriously want to get that like blown up into a poster and put on my wall in my office just so I can like always see it. I'll, I'll put a link in the description. But like, yeah, shame on me. No, you're right. You're right. You're right. Uh, but even doing something as as humiliating as that in front of one of my best friends online, I still am going to play in the ladder tonight at nine. You know, like I, I just cannot stop coming back to this game. Um, and it's really unique, I think. And we, by the way, we had a lot of people drop into our Discord uh, and write very impassioned, long, uh, you know, basically like their thoughts on, on the subject that very much kind of mirrored mine and, and the ones shared on that episode. I think a lot of people recognize that very unique kind of spark that rando has that um just it just doesn't seem like you can find exactly that sort of thing in other games yet yeah for sure um well i guess i guess uh with that we'll we'll just do a little bit of housekeeping here at the end and then we will uh, wrap it up Thanks for sticking along, uh, sticking around and, and listen to our conversations. Hopefully you enjoy, you know, episodes like these every now and then. We, I, I think I've really enjoyed myself personally, just like kind of, you know, chatting with you guys, not, not having to like, edu- you know, educate or entertain <laughs> and just not wor- worrying as much about that. Look, and just listen, in, in the fun. end of the day, it's, it's our show. And if, you know, we're, yeah, we're mostly an educational podcast and stuff like that. But if I, I do think the fans, I'm not going to say this is like number one episode by any stretch, but I do think that they enjoy, you know, a ripple in the waters or whatever, you know, so to mm-hmm. speak. You don't want to think you're coming into class every single day. You know, it's like, oh, there's the ping for a new episode. What am I going to learn today? Like, if we, if, it, if we were that all the time, uh, without any change up, then uh, it would be, it would be a little a little tough to digest. I I think because I mean I, I go back and listen to the episodes, and it, the hardest part is listening to myself blabber <laughs> on like I'm doing now. Sure. No, I mean, I, this I, is yeah. kind of like when the teacher rolls in the VCR and TV combo, right? Yep. Yeah. Dips the lights down. Mm-hmm. Puts on and the Lion like, King oh, in yeah. Spanish. Today's gonna God. be a movie day. We're showing our age, <laughs> yeah. the TV and VCR combo. What the heck's a Dude, VCR? Schools use that still. I know schools are behind the times too. Amazing. Most, most often, yeah, more often than not. Um, but and I will say uh, we are already working on our next episode. And if you are somebody who enjoys more of the like strict, you know, ALTTPR education breakdown kind of stuff, I think you will really enjoy the next episode. Um, so just bear with us. If if this wasn't your cup of tea, the next one most assuredly will be um and if you like ones like this uh you know we would love to hear your thoughts on any of the topics that we discussed or you know uh, weird podcast episodes in general um you can go to our discord which we have a link to in the description and uh hopefully we didn't psych you out too much by talking about you know how you conduct yourself on discord just get in there and share your thoughts uh like you always do and we'd love to read those and be a part of that conversation with you um let's real quick we need to talk about our bi-weekly seed um so for episode 64 for this one i think what we decided we wanted to do is just the standard with random weapons is that right dante yeah we're just gonna quick swap race standard we did open we'll keep it you know as tim likes to call it vanilla we'll keep it normal as i like to call it instead of open we'll do standard uh we'll get that nice rainy state and we can 
watch all of Dante's tears through, like in that opening scene because of standard <laughs> mode and I'm forced to do escape with 10 bombs or something. Hey, 10 bombs, that's the dream. That means you you don't yeah, have to you like you don't, Yeah, you don't have to farm for bombs later. That's true. To get that last item or hope the boots or bomb pack shows up or whatever. That's true. That is nice. Uh, but then you got to do the ring around the rosy with the the guards unless you know the strats. Which Le- I don't learn the strats. All right. Maybe you can show me after we're done here. Okay. Uh, all right. So, uh, oh, I did want to mention, thank you to everyone who shared their rando resolutions and took stock of their, you know, 2020 resolutions. Um, we do have that channel still available. And I would say it's not too late to declare a rando resolution for 2021. Um, if you want to go in there and get some examples of what some people have left, there's a lot of like um, trying to work on NMG times um, trying to play a little bit more often, trying to learn new modes, uh, trying to work on a, a new sprite or a new MSU pack. Uh, so a lot of uh, a lot of good submissions in our Random Resolutions channel. So thank you to all who shared. And uh, we'll be checking up on you. Maybe halfway through the year, I'll, I'll do a ping to everybody and we'll see how you're, how you're doing on your resolutions. Um, so be ready for that. Email at gomodepodcast.com. Twitter at gomodepodcast. Discord link in the description. I'm at twitch.tv slash temp underscore. Definitely doing a music stream uh, soon. So subscribe. Be on the lookout for that. Uh, why don't subscribe. you guys, since we talked wow. so much about streaming, go ahead and throw out your, your Twitch uh, handles. Uh, twitch.tv slash dainty. Three A's, as Tim likes to say. <laughs> Minus twitch.tv slash herfordurfy. Very good. Um, do we want to do any shout outs? I, I mean, I do actually have one sort of ready to go. Go right ahead. You guys. I got one okay. too, so yeah. I got okay, one I'll, too, yeah. I'll kick it off. I'll kick it off. Um, I've got to shout out my favorite show on TV right now, The Expanse. Uh, season five is releasing each episode, uh, new episodes on Tuesdays on Amazon Prime uh, streaming, video streaming service or whatever. Used to be on Sci-Fi. It was in danger of being canceled, and then Amazon picked it up uh, for season four. Now we're in season five, and y'all, it is just so, so good. If you like uh, Sci-Fi, especially dealing with space travel, uh, then you should definitely check it out. It's hard Sci-Fi, which means that like it tries to observe you know, the laws of physics and gravity and stuff. And, and a lot of, you know, really clever kind of things are shown when people are in low gravity or in high gravity, um, people react the way they, you know, humans actually would. And it's got just an incredible plot. People have described it as the game of, as game of Thrones in space, which is maybe a little bit reductive, but it honestly does have that like oh, so grand scope kind it, of feeling. Is there a lot of boobies? No. So yeah, I guess in that way it is not. Oh, okay. It's not um, game of Thrones then. Yeah, it's missing some key <laughs> components to be a true Game of Thrones. Uh, but yeah, The Expanse, definitely go check it out. It's based on a book series, so if you'd rather read it, then that's that's an option too. I'm going to start uh, reading the book series, I think, this year. Um, but yeah, The Expanse TV show, absolutely incredible. Uh, check out some clips on YouTube if you're interested. And uh, hit me up if you want to chat about it. I'm definitely down to talk Expanse with anybody out there. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to like... You guys? You got I didn't mean to poop on your shout out like in the middle of that i'd like uh, you know what i didn't even hear you so how do you like that <laughs> okay <laughs> i was okay. too busy talking um okay so uh i guess like my shout out um if you guys listen to our two-year anniversary episode uh we had axial on and we were he mentioned uh a game that was coming out called star wars squadrons 
Uh, and with Temp talking about the Epic Game Store so much, uh, I noticed on SlickDeals.net, I'm plugging all this stuff, there was uh, Star Wars Squadrons on sale last week for like $13 with an Epic Game Store coupon. And I was like, ooh, that's pretty cheap. This mm. game must suck. I guess I'll buy it because I wanted it. Uh, it actually doesn't suck. Uh, it's not super great. Um <laughs> However, it, I say it's not super great because it's hard. Like, I'm playing on the normal difficulty, and you get, like, five medals. Like, there's, like, these challenges each story mission. I haven't played the multiplayer yet, but there's, like, these medals that you can get for achieving certain, like, goals throughout the uh, the missions. And I'm lucky if I get two medals uh, playing on normal difficulty, like, on you know, on the thing, like, it's like one of the, and one of the medals I usually get is, I don't get is don't die during the mission because it's <laughs> like, it's that complicated because you have to like adjust your shields like front to back or, you know, like by, you know, hitting buttons and moving the mouse to try to fly a, an X-Wing and a TIE Fighter is like really tough, but uh, it's super fun. If you can get it cheap, I'd say get it cheap. It's not worth like 40, 50 bucks in my opinion, um, mm-hmm. but uh, it's definitely probably the best star wars game i've played in a while uh Mm. i try to play star wars games when they come out but i I feel like since there's not a lot of like nickel and diming you know looking at you ea uh in this one uh it's pretty fun but uh but yeah it's been i've played like five or six story missions and uh looking forward to playing it some more here and there i feel obligated to finish it (laughs) very cool (laughs) very good Um, I've been uh, rewatching all the Star Wars movies from episode one through episode nine. And the the space battles are definitely the coolest parts of those movies. <laughs> oh, so yeah. A game that lets you re- reenact them, I think, is, is pretty sweet. And I will uh, check that out. Herf, what do you got? Yeah. So uh, I want to shout out the game that I just recently uh, finished on Stream Snatcher. Uh, it's an early Hideo Kojima game. Uh, came out originally for the PC engine. I played the Sega CD version because it's the only uh, officially translated version. It has English text and voice acting. And, you know, for for its age and everything, I thought it was an amazing game. It was really fun. It's kind of like a... I guess you can think of it as a point-and-click adventure. You have like a little view screen where you see the environment you're in and below it you have a couple of commands and like look, investigate and you can do certain things and you have to use the correct commands and stuff like that. It's it's a pretty interesting story and it's it's definitely a Kojima story, but it's not a modern Kojima story where nobody understand what the heck is going on. <laughs> it's more like, oh, okay, it has a couple of twists that are very understandable but weird. But uh, it's definitely a lot of fun, and I plan on continuing this with uh, streaming <clears throat> Police Knots soon-ish, whenever that may be, which is a f- spiritual spiritual successor, I guess, uh, where apparently the best version is on the Saturn. So uh, look forward to that, hopefully. Interesting. Yeah, I never heard of uh, early Kojima games Mm-hmm. beyond mm-hmm. you know like I, I just assumed like metal gear solid was like where he started or whatever yeah so in snatcher every uh you're kind of like a, a special unit kind of dude uh-huh. and you get a little robot companion everyone gets every every like member of that special unit gets a little robot companion that is like your phone and your evidence recorder and stuff and of course the one that you get is named metal gear because kojima yeah right that's cool 
Uh, nice. All right. Well, uh, that's at twitch.tv slash herfydurfy, so be sure to check him out. Um, with that, I think we're just about done. Again, I uh, invite you to leave us a review on iTunes if you enjoy the show. That's super helpful, especially if you have specific episodes that you've liked. If you can comment and say, like, I really like this episode or that episode, kind of helps us to know, like, how to, how to you know, steer our episodes, what we talk about going forward. So you can do that uh, on Apple Podcast app. Um, or, you know, honestly, if you like listen on Stitcher, I think there are ways to leave reviews there. And that's great, too. We appreciate all, you know, feedback. So uh, leave a review if you can. And we also have that uh, donate link. If you really are feeling generous, you can uh, drop us a couple bucks and that will go into, um, you know, improvements for the show as soon as we can kind of get that all organized. But we have all of that. And thank you so much to everyone who has donated so far. And uh, we're we're going to uh, put that to, to good use here uh, pretty soon, probably in the next month or so. So uh, with that, we will go ahead and wrap it up. Uh, thank you so much for listening. And we will be back in two weeks with another episode. Again, a very ALTTPR-centric, like, you know, very specific kind of talking about the game. So be sure to look forward to that. Uh, again, thank you for listening. And let's mirror out.